Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. We'll start with you and your scenario. So you said you have a friend or an three investor properties. who has three properties. And he's been advised to get two more. Yeah. So he can incorporate that without paying stamp duty. Okay. Do you want me to give you a simple answer? Yes. No. Okay. All right. I didn't think so. I thought it was, but I don't know if there was a tax loophole. What if you are... There's opportunity now where landlords will be getting rid of a lot of their portfolios because it's no longer tax efficient. Yep. But is there something that current landlords can do if they don't, instead of getting rid of yep. property, what is that? Okay. Rose, where's Rose? I'm here. What was your question, Rose? My question was... Uh, I'll I answer for you in a minute. Property using my name, personal name. Yeah. Then the second one is uh, your company. If I, if I want to transfer that first one yeah. to the company's name, so okay. was it you know, tax efficient? Yeah, okay, fine. So the scenario that you're talking about typically is where somebody owns, in, in, in your case, uh, your friend or your investor owns three properties, I assume in their own name. Yeah. Yep. They end up becoming a higher rate taxpayer uh, because uh, of the rental income that's coming in, plus they might have, might have a job or they might have other yeah. sources of income, uh, and therefore they can't claim all the mortgage interest yep. yeah. on finance costs. So if they have a business, yeah. then they can incorporate their property portfolio into a limited company and they don't have to pay capital gains tax. Yeah. Right. So now what constitutes a business? Uh, and there's the Elizabeth Moyne Ramsey case. You can Google this if you haven't heard of it. Okay. Uh, Elizabeth Moyne Ramsey case. Uh, and through that case, which you went to tribunal, it was decided if you work 20 hours or more in your business, okay, uh, in your property business, uh, then it's a business for all intents and purposes. And ideally, you shouldn't be using a letting agent. If you've got a big portfolio, then for some of the properties you can do, for some you can't. Yep, Sunita? Okay. Now, moving on from that, if you own property with somebody else, two of you or two or more, and you, you then incorporate your property portfolio, you can escape stamp duty land tax. Yeah? If it's a partnership, say that last bit. Again. So if a partnership incorporates, right, no stamp duty land tax to pay, as long as the partners end up being the shareholders uh, in the uh, new limited company. Oh, so you'd form a new limited company as a partnership. No, a partnership is not a, a limited company; it's an unincorporated oh, entity. Right, yeah. yeah. So you and Rose. Okay, own three properties together, yeah. you buy three more, six properties, and as long as you're spending 20 hours or more in that business, uh, you could then incorporate, uh, and you won't have to pay stamp duty land tax because you're a partnership moving your business into a limited company, and you won't pay capital gains tax uh, because you'll claim section 162 incorporation relief. But you'd still have, the company would still have to pay market value. 
to to buy the houses out of personal name, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which, which is which is good for you because what happens without because there's quite a few questions yeah, yeah. here, so I don't want to get too deep. Is when you transfer the property, so, so let's say you and Rose bought those properties for, for £50,000 each, uh, and you've got six of them, mm -hmm. and today they're worth £100,000 each. So if you sell them, Sunita, you're going to make £50,000 profit on each property, yep, and pay personal tax on it, both of you half and half. Let's assume it's a 50 50 partnership. When you incorporate and you move the properties into a limited company, on the day that you incorporate, the new purchase price for the limited company is £100,000. So in two years' time, if you and Rose sell a property from the limited company for £120,000, you've only made a £20,000 gain, not a £70,000 gain, because you initially bought them for £50,000, remember? Okay, you sold them for £120,000, okay, so that £50,000 gain disappears. There is a bit of a complication on it as well, uh, but I'm just simplifying it for you. Okay, there's an uplift in the base cost, yeah? Okay. Yeah, there's other things you have to bear in mind as well, uh, but just to keep it simple, that's a good advantage. Yeah, for you, Rose, uh, if you want to, uh, the, the the property that you own in your, in your own name, yes. is that uh, just in your name or with somebody else? It's just me. And you have a mortgage on it. Yes, I do. Okay, so you'll have to pay. Uh, and have you ever lived in the property? No. Okay, so. Try to let. Okay, and how much did you buy it for? Roughly? 240. And how much is it worth now? Almost 300. Okay, so you'll have to pay some capital gains tax and you'll have to pay stamp duty land tax. If I want to transfer it or now? Yeah. yeah. So how do I escape that? You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Mittens, you know, those fancy mittens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't operate. So, uh, well, that means we're going to share the profit into two then, because I'm buying it for the government. You know, just <laughs> because by the time I pay for the, you know, uh, the, uh, the tax, the two taxes, it's, the profit is gone. Yeah, well, it depends on how much other income you've got. But if you've only got one property in your name, uh, the exposure it will be pretty limited. Okay, with this scenario here, where somebody's got three, or somebody else might have five or ten or fifteen, the tax uh, ends up being a lot. So on, into the higher tax bracket. Yeah, on one, uh, you're not that exposed. So, I mean, I don't know your exact situation, uh, but I think if you only got one property in your name, yes. it's, it's not that bad. That's why I'm buying the second one. You know, the second one now is in my yeah. uh, company's name. Yeah, buy all the future ones in the in the company name. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I keep it simple. Yeah. Okay. But if I want to transfer it to the, the company's name, I think uh, it's possible. You can do it, but you'll have to pay tax. Yeah. <coughs> Yeah, because a company is a separate legal entity. Mm. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So therefore, when you transfer it, you are transferring to a different entity. You've got to pay tax. What if I decide to sell it without transferring? Well, you know, just to somebody else. Then I will pay tax on that. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing. Okay. Although in the, in the first scenario, yeah. obviously you own the company, so mm -hmm. you're the seller and the buyer mm -hmm. in a roundabout way. Mm -hmm. And in the second scenario, you're selling to somebody at arm's length. But the tax consequence is the same. Okay. Yeah. So just leave it in your own name. Uh, unfortunately, there's no uh, quick fix for that. Shareholding. Who, whose question was that? Cindy. Okay. Just 
Run me to the scenario again, please. Just make it up, that's what I do. <laughs> so we've just set up. We've just set up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've just set up the. I was checking to see who's awake, by the way, so <laughs> full marks. <laughs> Sorry, Cindy. We've just set up the business and everything, and uh, obviously got shareholders. Um, at what stage and uh, amount do we decide? Is it on the amount? that you've got your shareholders, like it's 30%, me and my husband and the boys have got 20 yep. each. Is that the amount of money you can take out according to that percentage? Yes, that's right. Okay. So if you pay a 100,000 pound dividend, for example, and you own 30%, and is that your son with you? That's my son, yeah. Okay, and your son owns 20... Anyway, yeah. Uh, as, long as, as long as she keep, keeps paying the dividend, my friend keeps smiling. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, so my husband, 30,000, 30,000, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, that's right. Yeah, that's, so you're restricted to that. Okay, right. you can do something called a dividend uh, waiver, complicated, messy, avoid that. But that takes us nicely into alphabet shares. And who asked this question? Okay, over there. So then what, what you could do is, you could create a second class of shares, which is normally called Class A shares. And if you have Class A, you can claim a second class, B, C, D, uh, so on and so forth, hence why it's called alphabet shares. And you could give 100% of the Class A shares to yourself, 100% of the Class B shares to your husband, Class C to your first son, and Class C to your second son. Oh, sorry, D. That way, if you were to pay a £100,000 dividend and all the other family members say, we don't need the cash right now, and you're saying, I need £100,000, for example, I'm going to pay off the mortgage on my house. Mm -hmm. So you take the £100,000 dividend, not on the ordinary shares, but on your share of the alphabet. Okay. So in, in this case, the A-class shares. Okay. So then you can take £100,000 and nobody else needs to be paid a dividend. So it gives you the flexibility Okay, to pay a dividend to any one shareholder. Otherwise, if you only have ordinary shares, you're restricted to paying the dividend in line with the shareholding. Yeah? So can I... We'll come on to a second. So right at the back. That, if that is the younger age... Sorry? Can they do that if they younger age? Yeah. Yeah, of course they can. Tax liability is the same. For who? On the different sorts of shares. Yeah, the tax is the same. It just gives you the flexibility. That's one scenario. There's other reasons for doing alphabet shares as well. Uh, but uh, in, in this particular uh, example or case, it gives you the flexibility to pay different dividends to different people because uh, your son will have different needs to you and will have different requirements. So sometimes he might need more money or you might need more money, but you're stuck if you only have ordinary shares. Yeah. So always create alphabet shares as well. Yeah? Vince is happy because he understood that one. So. <laughs> yeah, good. Okay. Okay? Fine. You happy with that? Yeah. Okay, that's done, that's done. Who asked about children? Sorry, can I just ask that? Oh, sorry, you had to put your hand up, yeah. Yeah, alphabet shares. So at the moment I've got ordinary shares between four of us. Can I change that to alphabet Yeah, you can create alphabet shares, yeah. A, B, C, D, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Buying, buying limited company. Who asked that question? Uh, Go on then, Cindy. What was it? Oh, yes, yes, I remember. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we've got our own property. Yeah. And we've got the, the business set up. So, 
better to buy the next properties through our business. If you're hiring taxpayers, yeah. Yes. So I think she's asking, is it best to buy our personal house in the company? No. 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 Never. Yeah. Okay. You got something called ATED, annual tax on envelope dwellings, which every single year you've got to pay tax on the property. And then when you own the property in your own name, like we said earlier to our friend over here, no capital gains tax to pay. If you own it in a company, you've got to pay rent to the company to use the property. Then you've got to pay ATED, uh, depending on the value of the property. And then on top of that, uh, when you sell the property, capital gains tax to pay. So you never own your own home through a limited company. Always in your own names. Mm. Yeah? Was that the question? Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nana, my friend. We're probably just gonna be able to cover one of these, so let's talk about LLP versus LTD. What was the specific question? What was the most practical decision? It depends on the situation and circumstances. Limited company, you pay 19% corporation tax, but then if you draw down the funds, uh, apart from your 2,000 pounds tax-free dividend, you pay income tax, okay? And that depends on whether you're taking a dividend or a salary. Uh, LLP is transparent for tax purposes, so LLP doesn't pay uh, any tax. The individual partners pay the tax, okay? However, if you've got things like capital allowances and you've got company cars and other things going on, you may be able to reduce the overall profit and pay less tax to an LLP. So you have to work out, first of all, which is the best structure for your business from a business point of view, and then add tax to it and say uh, which one gives the best tax advantage or scenario and then use that particular structure. LLPs are more flexible, limited companies are less flexible. Okay, so if you're in property by the way, I'd say have at least one of your uh, property businesses running through an LLP and then some of them running through an LTD and you might even do it, do one through your own name depending on your overall circumstances, yeah? That's if you have a large property. Uh, you could be doing rent to SA, SA, commercial conversions, Just deal sourcing. And as you, no, 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 keep it all separate. Okay. Don't keep it under one company. Keep it separate, yeah? Yeah. So does it mean you have to register the LLP again then? Yeah, with company's house, that's right. So cars, who asked that question? That was over you, yes sir. Yeah, if I bought a car through the company, yeah. uh, what are the limitations? So, the best thing to do, to, to keep it short for you is, if you buy a car, where possible, buy an electric car. Because uh, if you, so I assume you're saying limited company here. Yes. So if it's a limited company, buy an electric car, because when you buy a car, uh, you have to pay company uh, car tax, uh, because inevitably there'll be personal use. Uh, and if that's the case, then the tax is penal, very high. Yeah. Uh, so, but if you have an electric car, the, the tax rates are very low. Yeah. So do it through uh, a limited company by having an electric car like a Tesla. Hybrid uh, rates are lower than diesel and uh, petrol, but they're still higher than electric, so go electric. If you have a sole trader, a partnership or a limited liability partnership, then you can buy the car through that particular vehicle Okay, uh, and 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> this is one of your star students. She, she's kept me good company. Okay, everybody's asked, or well, quite a few people have asked one question. She's asked about 22 so far. So she gets value for money, by the way. Uh, and. Uh, those and then, and, and no, no, you, you can use it as much as you like. At the end of the tax year, you figure out how much you use it for personal purposes. And let's say the car cost you £10,000 to run, and you say 30% of the car was used for, for personal journeys. You claim 70% of the £10,000, which is the business expense, through the uh, LLP, sole trader, or partnership, and the 3000 you don't claim. Yeah? So LLPs. Sole trader and partnerships are different to a limited company. Limited company go electric. Otherwise, the car tax is going to be too high. And is it better to buy the, than lease? Either or. It, it, that, that, that depends on the kind of deal you get. And I'll come to you in a second. A friend of mine has said not to buy a company car under limited, but to buy a van or a truck and it goes down as plant. And I was like, really? Is that true? Yes, he's right. But. But if you get an electric car, you're okay. Why would you want to buy a van, okay, or a truck if you don't need it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I like Yorkies. You like Yorkies, yeah. I want to be a truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do I, but I don't want to ride a truck. Uh, yes, sir. Furniture when I'm moving, yes. Is there any way of claiming the whole of the 20% of that back on a company car? Yes, if the car is used 100% for, for, for business purposes and parked uh, on business premises, but there should never ever be any, any personal use. In reality, there will be personal use. Uh, so I would say avoid it. Avoid it. So if I park it on my driveway, yes. and dress, and stick it all up with all over my chest, would I get away with it? Even though, and we've got a second car. You got a second car, and it's got, it's got stickers on it, and it's used for 100% for business purposes. Yeah, and never end. No personal use, you can. But I can assure you, HMRC will look at it for you, uh, and they'll question you. So as long as you can justify it, you'll be okay. No, I don't get away with anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to come on this table, my friend, they get away with everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the last one. The I've got five minutes, Liam, or am I, am I done? Inheritance tax. You, assuming you, you, know, you have your will for your children. We were talking about company cars over here, and you've taken us all the way back over there. So you're going to have to park that up for a second. So. <laughs> Company cars, my friend. You happy with that? Yeah. Electric or charge 45 pence per mile. Okay. Or uh, hybrid. No, no. Or LLP sole trader partnership. Yeah. Okay. Buy sled. Sorry, I've got one more question. Yeah. So if it's, um, I understood about the limited company and electric car. If it's a sole trader, because I've got bike letter as well. Yeah. Can I buy a car under as a sole? Trader? Yeah, you can. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and uh, if I got two cars, can I charge hundred percent or is eighty seventy percent? If you got two cars and use one purely for business purposes, yeah. that's fine, hundred percent. Thank you. Yes, sir. One thing, not complaining ten percent of that back. I use it for personal as well. No. You either claim back the VAT or you don't. There's no halfway house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do half and half. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. 
You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.